Hi, I'm Vanessa Anderson. And I'm Stephanie Cooley. It's time to give ourselves a moment to be real, to express all of motherhood. Mothering is beautiful. It's wonderful. And you know what? It's fucked up too. Come hang out with us. We're the Real Motherfuckers. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Motherfuckers. I'm Vanessa Anderson. And I'm Stephanie Cooley. Hello. <laughs> Our topic for today is boundaries. Um, Steph picked this one. She lo- She's good at picking our topics. I'm bubble boy. <laughs> I like to just have a huge bubble around me. No one fucking touch me. Speak to me. No, I'm kidding. No, and so, yeah, we, we decided, hey, that's that's a good one. And it came up in my profession as a teacher this week. And, and in my personal life, I didn't think I told Steph, Girl, I ain't got nothing. And then when we saw each other and talked to each other, like, I have stuff. Yeah. Boundaries came up for me. Well, I think it was cool because we, I think we were narrow in what we thought of boundaries. I think we were talking about boundaries with our kids. Yes. And discipline and teaching them how to do things and do life. And then we're like, wait, there's boundaries in all aspects of our life. There is. There is. And so with that, I thought, well, a boundary is the edge of your comfort zone. It's a defense line. It's like your ozone layer, your own little, like Steph said in the beginning, bubble boy, your bubble, right? So, um, and it expands, your boundary can expand and contract depending on the situation. And it can mean, you know, it can expand if you're feeling peaceful and strong in a situation. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling defenseless, overpowered, Maybe your biological needs aren't being met. Those boundaries start to shrink. You're just like, I I can't do this. I can't do life right now. Um, It's your defense line. It's your body saying, tap me out. Mm -hmm. It's your intuition or your, like we say in yoga, your your third eye, your instinct kicks in and it's saying, no bueno, or keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, your boundary can feel good sometimes too, but uh, we there's even another level to this boundary thing, Steph. I I started learning with my children this week that it's your social conduct. You know, what's the boundary of what you should or should not say in certain Mm -hmm. situations. That's a, that's a boundary, Mm -hmm. right? Like you don't tell someone down the road, Hey man, you look ugly today (laughs) or your pussy stinks. Like there's a boundary, right? There's only so many things you can tell somebody. My husband just dies. Thinking that I just talk about stinky vagina all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it really does smell nice. Okay, guys. Don't yeah. think that I'm walking around just stinking up all the place, all over the place. No, it's just fun to talk about. It is. It is. You know, it happens after you work out, of course, but we, it, it's just a joke. You guys know this. Um, but, you know, the, the, the boundaries change from moment to moment, and they also change from person to person. Your boundaries with your parents, just like they are with your children, your children and your boundaries are so different. Your children will give you your meltdowns. Your children will give you, you know, what they wouldn't give their teacher because there's a boundary there. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to give examples of boundaries that either we are working on, acknowledging, Mm -hmm. um, or realize that we need to have or make stronger, right? There's sometimes our boundaries need to be stronger. Or we have to push through them in certain instinct, in certain circumstances in life. You have to push through those boundaries in an emergency situation, um, or to be there even when you're not ready to be there. Mm-hmm. So Steph, okay. Steph's going to kick us off. I'm going to start with 
a few boundaries. The first one is real life, real time, um, the boundary of this podcast. Um, Vanessa and I uh, really love working together and we're so having fun and super passionate about putting this podcast together. And I think we chose each other because we have, we understand each other's work ethic. Yes. But because of that, um, right now, actually it's gotten a lot better ever since I've communicated it and acknowledged that I was a shitty mom, wife, person in this household because I was just so focused on this new endeavor and this new business and this new, just something so cool and exciting. And I kind of um, didn't create this better boundary, this better balance of like, first of all, balance is a tricky ass word, but um, <laughs> the boundary of like making sure that I can do this while also being a mom and everything else. Being present and in the being other present. Aspects. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm learning right now is having that boundary. Um, and, you know, just little things like I'm going to only do it during this time. And, um, you know, doing social has been such a weird thing for me yeah. because first off, I wasn't on social media really before October last year. I went back on it after be quitting it for a few years and yeah, I remember that being a thing for you. You'd be like, I don't do social media when yeah. we first met. You're yeah. like, it's I'm not like, I'm the PR girl who doesn't do social media. <laughs> um, and I, that was a huge boundary for me that I created that, that protected me. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't on social media. I felt so much better. I did not feel like I was missing out on a single freaking thing. I was like, you know, I'd see people and they'd be like, oh, you know, you know what's going on with me. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, tell me, like, let's, let's connect. I, I don't need to connect with you on digital. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, with this podcast, like I was, I was doing a lot of the social and I'd think of something and then I'd go on my phone and there was just no boundary. It was just like, everything was bleeding into each other with mm -hmm. this podcast and my life. And I don't need it to bleed. I need to have a better separation. I, at my old job, I was so good at compartmentalizing. This is my job. I can walk away from it. Bye-bye. And then be with my family. This right now, it's a very weird gray area. So I'm building that boundary right now. It's, it's still a work in progress. I feel especially because it's our friendship too. Mm -hmm. And then it's this side of us. And it, it, it coincides because... We see that text and we're in, and it's like a friendly because we're so used to texting each other as friends and being like responding. But this is like friendship slash our endeavor, you know, mm -hmm. our little business endeavor that we're doing. And, and because it was so new, it was almost like, I know I wanted to show up for you and be like, I'm committed to this. So when we would text each other, we'd be like, show up so we can like prove to each other yeah, that, that we're, we're responsible yeah. and we're like in this and I'm not letting you hang till the next day. One thing that I think has helped so far is that we um, use Slack, which is like a 2022, 23 version of Instant Messenger. It's, it's um, great. But it's like a different app and we can silence the notifications and it's like we send each other stuff there um, and we can look at it when we when we have time, but we won't get a notification for it. Like if we need something urgently, we'll text each other. Or, or, or like you said, your thoughts for the moment, they don't get lost mm -hmm. right? and they get sent. And if one of us happens to have time to, to check in, we do. It's mm -hmm. been great. Yeah. 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 
Um, another boundary that I wanted to address was, is about sleep. Um, did you co-sleep? I did. I co-slept with my children. I didn't think I was going to, it mm -hmm. wasn't my initial plan at mm -hmm. all. Cause I'm like you, we love our sleep. Mm -hmm. That's, um, and it just happened naturally that I got this little bed between like a little cushion thing that where you don't roll on your child mm -hmm. to, you know, for the first days, it was just gonna be the first days. And then it turned into a week and then it turned into months. And then I was like, I, it was just easier. Then I did try to transfer to the crib and it just wasn't happening with my firstborn. She was like attached to me, like siphoned me, like my boobies, everything. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, then just getting up was a lot more work for me than having them in the bed. So I thought, mm -hmm. well, if other animals keep their babies next to them and like, makes sense. I justified that was my justification. I'm a mammal and the mammals stay together. So I'm like, but did you sleep okay? And did they sleep okay? Um, with my first, she was just not a good sleeper. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, with my second, amazing sleep. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. breastfed to sleep. And then after the diaper change, breastfed again. And I would do it sideways laying down. So I'd fall asleep as I breastfed. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yep. Then I knew they were okay and um, transitioned them both out at the same time. And that was a little difficult, but it was done. But I was able to sleep more and especially, you know, I think it's the, 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 the way that your house is laid out, like if your mm -hmm. rooms are closer together, it might be easier to have them in the other room because mm -hmm. you have peace of mind that you can hear them versus that being apart for some right. households. Some houses don't have multiple rooms. Yeah. They have to sleep in the same they room. They sleep yeah. in the same room. So I just think there's a lot of factors to it, but I did. And, mm -hmm. um, and I did not, and she did not. And, and that my boundary was okay. Now that boundary's up. Oh yeah. You know? So when my first was born, I had a boss who did the baby wise method and swore by it. And I, am I consider myself a high sleep needs, uh, as a high sleep needs person. Um, I need eight hours. I need sleep and I'm a terrible person if I don't have sleep. And, um, I did the, like this whole sleep training thing with my, my child. And I also did not co-sleep. Um, I know a lot of the circles I was around, they were very much like, oh, it's such a beautiful bond and you'll, you'll never get this back. And I just, I, there was times where I'd fall asleep with my baby, but like I'd wake up immediately because my babies were very loud. <clears throat> Uh, sleepers <laughs> like all the sounds every little fidget every little move woke me up yeah. and I had to weigh it too like is this is this worth it that I have to walk up and put my baby into the next room but it was worth it I would I would be able to fall asleep better mm. um so I created a boundary around sleep mm. and Today, our kids still sleep in their own rooms and we do um, like it's a special occasion when we do sleepovers like we sleep in the same bed. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yeah, it is. It's a nice it's a nice boundary of we all respect each other's sleep. And then it's sleep is also a fun thing when we sleep together. Yeah. And it is special. It's, it is a special time. We do the same thing. Um, I do have once a month sleepovers and it's, it's fun. It, mm -hmm. it is special. We, we talk about my childhood. They open oh, up yes. about their days and, you know, we fall asleep until we can't talk anymore. And that's always fun. Yeah. I love that. I that's know. a special thing. Okay. So another boundary is, oh, um, I think 
one thing that I wanted to talk about, I experienced this last week, is um, I've written about this before on a site called Motherly, is I don't hide my depression from my children. I don't think I call it that. I think I say something like, my mind feels sick and unwell. Um, and I used to put a huge boundary about what my, you know, what I was experiencing with my kids and with my husband and like try to figure it out on my own. And I felt like I was such a burden when I would get in these bouts where how my depression presents itself is that I can feel it, but I kind of resist it. And after a while, my body and my mind just goes numb. I'm like a zombie. I can't, I, I'm not necessarily sad, but I'm a nothing. I'm a blob. Like it's I hard have, to function. It's hard to function. I can't, I literally can't move. Sometimes I just have to stay still in bed and look at the ceiling. Um, and after going through this so often, I've understood what to do. And what it is, is I don't hide anything. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing is like, not if I try to like make believe that things are okay, it makes it worse. Um, and then I tell my husband, I need you to take over. I need to um, just hole up in this room and just let myself be. Mm -hmm. And the boundary is that there are no boundaries, you know, like I just, I just let it. I, I used to have this like, okay, I have to like, like focus on trying to get better. And I don't focus on trying to get better. And it helps me get better faster. Like I just let myself feel whatever the hell is happening to me. And it, I get over the episode quicker. Mm -hmm. So this time around, when I felt this, it was pretty much 24 hours. We were supposed to, we were supposed to, we have our, our administrative meetings and, and, and she was honest with me. She, you texted me right away when you knew it was happening. And she says, today's not a good day for me. Yeah. And I, and I, and I understand Steph a lot now. And I was like, okay, like, yeah. I'm not, I was like, you're good. I'll, yeah. I'll do our work. Don't worry about our deal. And, mm -hmm. and there's no ill feeling like she needs to take her time. And it's, that's it's what you needed. And we hiding respect it. that. I learned from many attempts, hiding it makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and now my kids too, when they come and see me, when I'm going through this, they also under, like, they, I'm pretty sure they can just see it in my face. My husband has told me to like, after I'm out of that fog, he's like, oh, you're like, you're back. Mm. It's just like a look on my face. My kids see me, they come and they give me hugs and then they kind of just give me space. And I tell them like, and my mind's not feeling well. And then after that, we're fine. Wow. Yeah. That takes courage and it takes a, a, you know, that moment to realize what works for you, that it's good that you were able to um, really stop and say, this is what I need or it's going to get worse for everybody. Yeah. And I used to have this huge guilt that like, I'm not participating. I'm a bad mom because I'm, I'm a not bad present. mom. Yeah. Yeah, I would see that, how and you could feel that. And so sure. like, feeling those feelings made me a bad, like, you know, an not present mom for longer. So yeah, it's yeah. like ripping the bandaid or slowly yeah. taking it right. off. Yeah. No, I think I'm so happy that you found that and that your family knows and supports you through that. Mm -hmm. They love you. You know, that's, that's awesome. Cause I, I know that's a hard thing for yeah. some people to figure out. 
yeah, it took, it's been a few years of dealing with this, but, um, you know, I have this coach and therapist who, when I talked to her last was like, we all have these days. Some of them could be worse for other people, but if we allow ourselves to feel the way our body needs to feel, we get better faster. And there's a reason for it. Yeah. We're in a dating life. <laughs> That's our next chapter of our friendship, I think. We're here to learn why those things, you know, our body is not just a body. It's a full-blown system, right? We have mm -hmm. the head. We have our thoughts. We have our brain. We have our spirit, our essence, our energy, whatever you want to call it. And we have the body. And we think that what they're all so separate, but they're all cohesive. They work together. And if one's off, the other one starts to say something like, mm -hmm. this is not cool. Mm -hmm. So your your mind and your body are like, it's time for time out. Yeah. Time to time out. out. Yeah. Time out for you. Like to rejuvenate. Mm -hmm. I'm meeting one of those days soon, I think. I think this I has been a... We've been flip-flopping. You're yeah. like, I'm feeling... And I, yeah. I'm off. I'm feeling, yeah, yeah, this is the end of the school year for me, so I'm looking oh, yeah. up at the hill and I got a quarter mile to go. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. But it's the steepest it's part. It's the steepest part. I'm digging. Digging. Okay, so what are your boundaries? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the first, mine are in, as a teacher, I'll start there since I just brought that up. As a teacher, I do, co you know, parenting classes. It's, you know, a mother and me class. So your child is with you, you know, so mm -hmm. it's that boundary of working with the parent. And if I see something with the student that could hurt another child and the parents don't see that, it's mm -hmm. me stepping in before the parent does. Okay. And having that boundary of, I'm not stepping on your toes as a parent to do, you know, to give your own boundaries that you want to teach your child. But I have my own boundaries in my own classroom that overlap that. Oh, that's a weird dynamic. So it's um, doing not a it, weird dynamic, but a complicated. It's dynamic. a complicated one. It's yeah. when do I step in? Because it is my job mm -hmm. to keep everyone safe. That's our thing we're sharing, right? There's all these lives shared in this room. Mm -hmm. Everyone's boundaries are different with their children's. So what's can be safe for some is not safe for others. Mm -hmm. um, what could be threatening for some one family could not be for another. You know, everyone has their own rules. So I had to create my own rules in the classroom that we all share and we know now. Um, and also having uh, a connection with the parents. So a boundary for me is when we trust and feel safe, we put our boundaries down. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so that's a good way to look for at me it. to mm -hmm. trust the parent and for them to trust me, then I knew that's when I could bring in the boundaries of the classroom. I had to establish that with the parent mm -hmm. and also the child. The child needs to trust me and appreciate me. And as I do them and see them, mm -hmm. when you have that rapport with each other, then you know, oh, we're a tribe. We're, we're going to hold each other. And we all are in this for the betterment of all of us. We're in here to have a good experience. We're here mm -hmm. to feel safe together. But there have been some instances where I am like maybe feel a discomfort to come in maybe it's been a second or third time that I've had to approach and I don't want to feel anyone being singled out or feel like I am only going to put the boundary on that person it just happens mm -hmm. to be maybe the circumstances of that day that mm -hmm. that person or the child's having a bad day and you're just wanting to hold them a little more you know hold them in and when I mean holding it means me showing the child that I am present for them. And if there's something that's happening to them, I do it with love and that, that I'm there to help them through that. Mm -hmm. um, the other 
So that's that's just like a classroom boundary. And, and even if your children are in school, there's the boundary that you have with your teacher. You have a teacher-parent boundary. And mm-hmm. then you also have your child has a boundary with your teacher. Mm-hmm. And it goes back and forth, right? There's certain things that maybe in your family you're like, I don't want to tell the teacher that. Or it's not appropriate to tell the teacher that. And vice versa, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and maybe your child messes up in class and your teacher tells you a watered down version of it, or maybe they don't tell another side of it. You know, there's so many elements to the teacher, uh, parent, teacher, child um, dynamic that I didn't really realize until this topic came up. I was like, wow, that's a yeah. whole, there's boundaries there. Yeah. When do you call your teacher? When do you not call your teacher? Mm-hmm. When can you talk to them? When can you not talk to them? Um, and then now back to my, my children, um, them growing up and being in different social situations, what they should say and shouldn't say, you know, like my son will, my son the other day, he, we were sitting there and with another friend and he's like, he looked at her and then he looked at me and he goes to my friend, you, you're younger than my mom, but you look older. And then he even put an age to it. He goes, you look 40. And she looked like in her (laughs) twenties. And my friend wanted to die. She's like, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, how do I like diffuse? And my son just kept going at it. And I had to look at my husband and I'm like, take oh him out of here. So my husband grabs him and he's like, you know, the, the, these are the things you don't say. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, he just, whatever's on his mind, he'll say, you right. know, like. And so we're like, well, you know, there's those things hurt people's feelings. You know, sometimes that's not okay to say. And we gave him some mm-hmm. some examples. We're like, so when you do have those thoughts, you know, just think about what they can do to somebody yeah. before you say them, you know. And so there's the boundary right there of yeah. who you say it to and who you don't say it to, mm-hmm. right? Like if he tells me, you got to zit. Like, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I do. I got to zit. But you don't go tell someone at the grocery store, you got to zit. You know, there's there's those boundaries that you have to teach us. So there's a cultural, social boundary we all know Uh that we don't stare at somebody maybe with a disability. That's a boundary that you give yourself. Yeah. Right. And we were just saying this because we were, we were, we were, what were we doing looking some, we were looking at each other weird. I was like, like you're, you know, when you're out with your spouse and someone attractive comes by, you're like, oh, is your dog, your dog looking at the cat. Oh, her dog wants to eat the cat. My dog wants to eat the cat. I hired a, an amazing trainer, Emily Haley, the dog listener, <laughs> and she helped me train him. But now he so is, he knows the boundary. When the cat walks in, he's like, I cannot look. Or when he does, he's like, I want to eat you. I want to eat you, but I can't. Well, and it's the same thing. Like we're saying, oh, yeah, it's like someone good looking goes by. And, you know, you can't look at him when you're with your spouse. You're like, huh? <laughs> there's a boundary there, right? So I, um. Uh, I also feel like a, a defense boundary. That's what's coming next. So like my defense boundary is when I feel unsafe, my intuition, my instinct says there's something that's not safe in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be harmed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'll give an example of that. Okay. Cause um, my, I was by myself. It was later in the night and this car like had like almost tailgated me for a bit. Okay. They followed me into my private road and oh. then I have a gate and they mm-hmm. followed me into my home at night. I was by myself with my kids. 
And I was like, oh my God, I do not recognize this car at all. Yeah. I felt scared. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to be very vulnerable getting out of my car right now. It's my home. Mm-hmm. And your kids are in the car. My kids are in the car. So I have what I shared in my purse, you know, my little yeah. taser. So mm-hmm. I like de- immediately got in like defense mode. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to defend my home. I'm yeah. going to defend my boundary. Mama bear. I right. got mama bear mode and I got out and this man comes out of the car and I'm like, can I help you, sir? He does not respond to me. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like do this. I'm going to yeah. have to kick some ass here. Yeah. So, um, I got closer to him. I'm like, I asked you a question. I said, you're on my property. What are you doing here? Yeah. And he had ear pods on. He was an Amazon delivery guy. No. No. So if you're a delivery person, take those motherfuckers <laughs> out. Because I don't. I did not like that story he, at all. He about got electrocuted. Oh, quick. my God. So Olivia, you know, he delivered the package and everything. Yeah. And I was he was rude. He was a rude guy. Right. Bad review. Anyway, my daughter goes, Mom. Your face changed. It got scary. Like she said, mm-hmm. my she had seen my face in the mirror. Yeah. And she goes, and I was like, that's the look. I'm going to kill your ass. <laughs> Eat your ass is what that was. And I don't really, you know, oh you don't realize gosh. these things, but I was like, yeah. there's going to be some DNA under these fingernails kind of <laughs> deal. I was so freaked out. But yeah, oh I mean, yeah. I got you ruled and destroyed this, yeah. these feelings. So that what I'm saying is you have physical boundaries, right? Like you don't want someone in your property you don't invite. You don't want um, someone touching you when you don't want yeah. it. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot you know, of those. Um, that that's an interesting thing that I just thought of is that I try to teach our kids that um, it's okay if you you know like family comes over and they're like, oh, will you give give me a hug? And the kids not my kids not feeling like, it. They have no. They don't need to hug. There's no obligation. There's no obligation to hug. Like they have, they have rights to boundaries, and it's who cares what aunt and uncle's feelings feel like. You know, like if they don't want to hug, they don't have to. If they yeah. don't want to kiss, they don't have to. Like we got it. I'm, I'm trying to teach my kids that they, they have a right to their boundaries. Absolutely, yeah. and we're all, we all have, a, like I said, a comfort level. On different levels of things, physical ones, mental ones, mm-hmm. emotional ones, yeah. all of them are different for us for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And going back to the family, I actually wrote this down. Um, what certain family members want to expose your kids to oh, yeah. is also another boundary. Like, mm-hmm. oh, listen to this song or let's watch this program. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, uh-uh, oh, we yeah. don't do that. Like. There's mm-hmm. a boundary there of what people try to influence yeah, your children. A, it's a whole new dynamic because it's such a small thing on, on someone's phone. It's hard to catch. Yeah. You know, before in our olden days of a billion years ago, yeah, we just had, it, it was just on the TV. So everybody could see it. Yeah. You know, it was a public place yeah. where if you had a, a TV in your room, you was balling. <laughs> you know what the whole VHS yeah. thing Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, you had to find trouble back in our day. Like, you had to find that VHS. You were yeah. the one that went behind that dirty curtain. Like, you had to find the nasty stuff. Like, it was an effort. <laughs> Watching porn in third grade at my neighbor's house. But it was like oh the, the like, the, oh, the you know, this, one. It's just like, the you're American, fuzzy. You're the like, American, oh, there's a boob. There's a boob. Now, like American Pie. There's a tit. <laughs> I saw a tit. No, I, 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 yeah. And it's crazy how it's so accessible now. And, yeah. and, and, you know, some people don't have the parental boundaries on, but 
you know, we, we don't do that. We actually stopped. We had new neighbors that moved in and we were so excited that they had moved in. They're the same age as our kids, mm-hmm. but I hang out for a little bit and the little boy right away put, started putting these things on their main TV through his device on YouTube that were so inappropriate for our household. I was mm-hmm. like, I would never trust them to come here without me. And I didn't want them to hang out with them anymore. Mm-hmm. It made me sad. You know, it's hard sometimes that was to my make boundaries. boundaries that make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. but see their boundaries different. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not, that's I don't, right for you, your I don't feel like my kids are ready to digest that. It's mm-hmm. a digestion of their, of everything. When they see that they mm-hmm. literally have to digest. And then they don't even understand that socially. I just don't mm-hmm. want to go there. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like there's also a, um, you exchange boundaries and they can also change situational, like I was saying earlier. So an example would be, you are so tired. And if someone would ask you to go out that night, you're like, my boundary is no, cause I'm tired. I'm not going to go out cause mm-hmm. it's not right. Mm-hmm. But if a family member calls or a friend calls and it's an emergency, you're going to expand those boundaries that you personally have. And you're going to, you know, bite the grit because you love them. You're going to expand those boundaries for them. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's a fluid thing. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like boundaries are, some of them might be concrete for your family. Like this is an absolutely no, like I was saying, you don't fuck someone else's husband. You only have sex with your own. Like there's some, <laughs> there's some fuck no's, yeah. you know, yeah. don't get, there's like the commandments that you have internally that mm-hmm. you're like, I will not, you know, take someone's life. You know, there's like stuff that a boundary that we all kind of agree on, mm-hmm. but then there's some where you're like, this is a gray area. And of course you're going to be there for those people or that situation. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the boundaries that I explored, and they're sure there can be more, there's but a lot. there's a lot. I actually crossed off a few things on my list. You did. I was going to talk about. Would you like to do just tip? I would love to give you just <laughs> the tip. <laughs> um. So I I wrote about this a bit this week, and remember the days of yore when we would be like, YOLO. Yoli live was, or you'd say, oh my gosh, I have such FOMO, fear of missing out. Yes. Okay. Fuck that. <laughs> you don't need to do that all the time. I do it. I do it sometimes, but I've been doing something more. My tip is think of JOMO, joy of missing out. This is such an amazing thing to think about. Like, um, uh, just thinking about saying no or choosing yourself, saying no to like going to the party when you're exhausted mm-hmm. and saying yes to like you feeling better. Yeah. Um, saying no to like, sorry guys, you can invite me to the birthday parties. I, yeah, I, will, go, I will go if I feel like it. I'm sorry. I, I love you guys. I love my friends and it's, it has nothing to do with you. Sorry. But like, if I'm feeling it, I'll go and I'll, I'll have a great time, but I I'll say no, if I'm not feeling it. And I have the joy of feeling like great that I'm at home and rested and not socially maxed out. You know, yeah. I think Jomo is such a cool way to think about life and walking around. Like I am missing out on feeling like shit, Yeah, but I am totally gaining the joy of my life right now and being present. Totally. And I think after, you know, COVID, I feel like a lot of us 
I'm raising my hand. I said yes to everything because I hadn't felt like I had yes. missed out on yeah. everything. And you're yeah. like, I'm not going to say no just in case we all lock down again. Yes, I'm exactly. Do what I gotta do. So it was like making up for those years. And I feel like this year, I've, I've felt the burnout on saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. So those boundaries came back up. Yeah. So I think that's great advice. It's a good ebb and flow. Right now, my flow. I'm, I'm a little bit yes and a little bit no on things. So, yeah. 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 Come here. Oh, I love how my cat makes an appearance. She, she says, this is pussy time. Mm. Well, I think that's a good way to end. But we do want to tell you guys that we have two amazing interviews. We got to have our first guest um, coming up on our podcast. And it is worth the listen for so many reasons. They're inspirational stories and you we can all learn so much from them. It's truly a gift that we were able to interview these two amazing women. I when I tell people about what our podcast about is about and like the one line tagline, I say it's about the many sides of motherhood. And it's not just our two sides of motherhood. No. We want to talk to moms of all backgrounds, of all experiences ones that are different from our own, especially, and let them tell their stories. And they're all regular moms. They're not like, you know, crazy to reach, you know, unattainable like motherhood stories. They're they're real stories. They're real. Mm-hmm. And and it's, when I'm talking to these women, I'm like, I'm staring at them because to me, they're, they are like, they're a mom superhero. We all are, but these ladies have dug, dug deep and you'll see why. So after this episode, Stay tuned and, and support them as well. They're amazing. And if you have any suggestions for moms that we should talk about, including yourself, if you would love to talk to us on air, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. So we are also, you'll be seeing these. You, if you like these little pussy cats, you might have a chance to, to receive one of these. We're going to give an opportunity to get some pussy cups. So until next. Goodbye.